Hello, beautiful listeners. Oh yes, it's that time. It's a replay app, and this one is so appropriate. Agreed, T-Town? Oh, I would say it was either this or a spooky season episode, which we've kind of already done before as a replay, so we thought we'd branch out a little. Yeah, we talk about our Lord of the Rings episode so much, (laughs) and I can't believe it's been like like a year since we put it out almost two because wow. it was end of season four and we are we have been taking a more leisurely place in season six but mm-hmm. we are on track to finish season six at some point relatively soon <laughs> this year ish yeah our lord of the rings episode was epic i think about it often <laughs> and especially now with the rings of power are you watching I am. I have only watched the first two episodes. Um, So I think you've watched more than me. So no spoilers. Okay. Um, I will say, yes, I've watched all that are out. One more new one will be out by the time this comes out. And I will say that after the first two, I was like, huh, I'll still watch. I'm curious, but I wasn't like drawn in. But now I'm drawn in. Okay. Well, that's good to hear because so far I'm liking it, but I'm not like must-see TV yet. Yeah. But it feels like there's a lot of setup and exposition that's been happening. So I'm excited to see where the threads go. There hasn't been a ton of action yet. Yeah, they got to introduce a million different people (laughs) from a million different uh, places in this world. Yeah, it's fun, though, to see, like, there's lots of familiar names for people who haven't watched yet. And you're like, oh, wait, that's that person. Oh, that's that person's, you know, relative. And so it is cool Mm -hmm. to to see the connections from, from the movies. But yeah, I mean, Amazon spent like a gajillion dollars on it. So it better be good. I know. That's why they're doing another Prime Day, right? They got to pay for Lord of the Rings somehow. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Got to pay for all those actors and sets. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So enjoy this. Hope it gets you in the mood for The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. So many Lord of the Rings references in Gilmore Girls. So much Aragorn love. Oh, yes. And not as much Aragorn love in the Rings of Power, I would assume, but I think that's just because we way back in time, lots of Galadriel love, lots of Elrond love, and uh, I guess you could say lots of Sauron love. I don't know how, uh, (laughs) Uh I don't know if that's what you say, but. (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy. The world has changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was lost. Can't do it like Kate Blanchett, can I? <laughs> Much that once was is lost, for none now live who remember it. It began in Stars Hollow, and it continues to this day. For we remember what happened. I'm Taylor. And I'm Kyla. And today we're going on an epic journey back into (laughs) our favorite, two of our, a mashup of our favorites, you might say. Thank you for that. 
I did consider doing a mashup of the Gilmore Girls theme song with Lord of the Rings music, and I decided mm. to save your ears from listening to my attempt at that. You can make any song, two songs work together. I'm convinced. Mashups. They're great. And that's what we're doing today. Mashups (laughs) of our two favorite things. Yep. Oh my goodness. We are finally tackling not not one. No. Not two. Not ten. All of Lord of the Rings (laughs) references and Gilmore Girls that we could possibly find. I mean, we could have missed them, but we searched pretty thoroughly. Yes, asterisk, it's possible we missed one. Because this is getting up into Godfather territory of how many references there are to the Lord of the Rings in Gilmore Girls. And special shout out to our listener, Kayla, mm-hmm. who we referenced a couple episodes ago. And this is the topic we were discussing with her. She said, yes, do that Lord of the Rings episode. And... That was literally all the encouragement we needed (laughs) to decide to do this. And she sent several references that we had not found. Spoiler alert, I would have never thought to have searched for the term Prancing Pony. I would not have found that one. Yeah, no. Not unless we would have watched it, you know, around the time that we were recording this, would we have found that one? No, not at all. So here we are talking about our favorite TV show, and some of our all-time favorite movies. Is it safe to say? Yeah. You know what? I realized this week I was talking to someone who uh, I I said a Lord of the Rings quote, and it was not that obscure of one. And the person said to me, oh, I don't like Lord of the Rings. And I realized, I think that that is the first person I have met who has told me that they do not like Lord of the Rings. Who doesn't like Lord of the Rings? I understand if you're like, it's not my thing. Like, there are people who are like, fantasy's not my thing, I just don't get into it. But I don't understand someone actively disliking it. This person plays D&D. Okay, so that's not the problem. no. I don't get that. I don't either. They're wrong. They are. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kyla, tell me about your relationship with Lord of the Rings. When did you first get into it? What is your favorite thing about it? Do you have any memories or stories? I've got stories. Memories. I've got them all. (laughs) I remember when the Fellowship of the Ring came out, my dad and my sister went and watched it together. She's three years older than me. So she was able to go and they came back and I remember my sister describing it to me. And so I had this picture in my head of like a hobbit living in a little house that's carved out of a hill. (laughs) And some other images, but it's interesting because my first memories of Lord of the Rings are me imagining it myself. So those have stuck with me, which is kind of fun. They were very off, but cool nonetheless. And But I was able to end up seeing the first one, and then the second one, and the third one I saw in theaters. So, oh, I was a super fan. I collected the pop cans that had the characters' faces on them. Do you Love see it. those? I'm sure I did. We'll talk about the idea of collecting more in a Mm. second. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Uh, I had some posters. I always say that I I am not and I have never been a fangirl of really anything except Gilmore Girls, clearly. <laughs> and Lord of the Rings was it was big for me at the time. But other than mm-hmm. those two things, like I have never really had like posters up on my wall of movies or mm-hmm. musicians. Like it was just Lord of the Rings and then even Gilmore Girls. It's very limited of what I actually have because mm-hmm. that's just not how I function. But Lord of the Rings, pop cans, I had figurines, I had bookends that were the hands, uh, the big statue guys um, oh, on the river. those guys, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. I had those. I even, oh my gosh, I'd forgotten until now. I made out of little clay boats and oh, like really? people, like it was them going through. Oh, that's funny. Um, down the river, I'd forgotten. Wow. That was buried away. What was yeah. once known is now remembered again. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was some of my, that was my Lord of the Rings obsession. I totally wanted Legolas, Orlando Bloom. Still, when he and Katy Perry, like you and I talked about this, I think. <laughs> when he and Katy Perry got engaged, I was like, wow, I still have some fangirl feelings for him because I was a little jealous. Yes, and I hate her a little bit. (laughs) Like, I have nothing personal against Katy Perry, except that she's been with Orlando Bloom, so I hate her a little bit. Why couldn't she have just continued enjoying kissing girls? We wouldn't have had to worry about this. Come on, Katy Perry. Touche. What about you, Taylor? Were you... How'd you show your love? (laughs) Well, my relationship with J.R.R. Tolkien's world started when I was very young. My dad would read books to me before Mm. I went to bed. So there were a number of books that he read through, but we went through The Hobbit together. There were a lot of beautiful illustrations in there that we still have that book that I can reference from time to time. But, like, there are things that I would just always in my mind will imagine them because they were described or pictured mm-hmm. that way in the book, um, in those images. And then when the movies came out, we went to go see them over Christmas break with Dad's side of the family every year. However, when Return of the King came out, they always came out on Wednesdays. I don't know why. But they did, and I remember with Return of the King, you know, Wednesday, school night, Mm -hmm. I was in the sixth grade, and my dad said, like, oh, when does Lord of the Rings come out? And I was like, it comes out today. (laughs) Want to go? Like, completely joking, (laughs) thinking Uh my dad would never do this on a school night. He's like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. Who (laughs) are you? So we went to, like, an eight o'clock showing on a school night. Which was just incredible for mm-hmm. 11-year-old me to do that on a school night. And then be yeah. the first among all my friends to go to school the next day and be like, I already saw it. It's really good. <laughs> uh, so that was really exciting. And I will never forget that my brother had to go to the bathroom five times in Return of the King. Wow. Should have sat on the aisle. Didn't. Had to walk over me every time. So <laughs> that's just one of those weird memories I have. I have read the books as well. I know this is sacrilegious to say. I prefer the movies to the books. Ooh. This is just personal taste, though. I always love movies more than books. Oh, really? Well, that's just... I mean, 
Okay. As a general rule, I would rather watch a movie than read a book. So that's... But when you read a book and watch a movie, do you tend to like the movie better or the book? Mm, actually, that's a toss-up. It could go either way. Okay. It Which, just... I mean, everyone I ever talk to says, oh, the book is better than the movie. But it kind of makes sense because you're more, you are more of a movie watcher than a yeah. reader. So Yeah. I think it just really depends. And I also, the older I get, the more I just see them as separate works of art. So to me, I'm like, I mean, you can argue which one you prefer for yourself, but I don't think you can really compare them in a lot of ways because they're two different kinds of art. But anyway, that's a tangent for another day. I love that. So anyway, I have read the books. I have not read all of the appendices. I have not read (laughs) The Cimmeralian because as much as I love the story... I don't really care for J.R.R. Tolkien's tendency to, like, go on tangents about Bilbo's second cousin, you know? Yeah, like, and about every tree branch. Oh, my gosh. It drives me nuts as a journalism person <laughs> who believes in the inverted pyramid or was trained to write that way. Part of me is like, just, just get to the point. Like, I, you know, instead of saying, Bilbo went down this path and... 30 years earlier, her second cousin, twice removed, walked down this same path and saw a bird and thought it was an omen about his future wife and the number of children they would bear. Meanwhile, Bilbo kept walking. And I'm like, just just get to the point. Mm -hmm. I know that's sacrilegious. Obviously, he's a great writer, very poetic, great visuals. I'm not knocking his talent. It's just not my taste. I gotcha. I have read through The Hobbit. Well, Mm -hmm. it was read to me, really, (laughs) for the most part. Um, (laughs) And I really like that. The Hobbit is meant for children and I think is a lot more focused and it's shorter. Mm. Whereas Lord of the Rings is the one that, like, goes on the tangents to me. Right, right. Yeah. I remember uh, one other story that I have with watching Lord of the Rings in theaters. Mm. I'm not 100% sure if this was the same night, if I saw the second Lord of the Rings multiple times in theaters. Either way, these two things happened with Lord of the Rings movies. Pretty sure, though, it was the second movie when I went to the theater, and I was with my parents and my sister, so the whole family, And I had to go to the bathroom, of course, much like your brother. Uh And I left, and I came back into the theater, and I was just as young as you were, and I could not find my seat. I couldn't find my parents. (laughs) I couldn't find my sister. I walked up and down the aisle, and I just started crying because, you know, the movie was a little intense. for Uh Not too intense, but it was intense for a little kid. And so I was just... So scared then, too, not being able to find my family. So I walked out of that theater, came out, and I looked, and the theater next to me was also playing Lord of the Rings. So there were multiple showings, and I had walked into the wrong theater. So then I got into the right one. There was my family right where I remembered, and I made it back to safety. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Yes. Now, and then another time, again, not sure if it was the same night, or another movie, but it was Lord of the Rings, came back, and our neighborhood busybody had come over to our house uh-huh. as soon as we pulled in, and she was like, "The neighbor, a neighbor has been murdered. What? <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh. And she was like, kids, get in the house. I'm going to talk to your parents. I mean, just very 
busy potty. She was Babette and Miss Patty. And, and sounds yes, less endearing yeah. than Babette and Miss Patty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And okay. yeah, so a neighbor who had just like on our block, we could see their house from ours, had been murdered by their uh, brother-in-law or something. While you were at the movie? Yeah, while we were at the movie. So oh it was just goodness. like this, you know, intense Lord of the Rings movie. And we come home and there's been a murder and it's, it's it was wow, a lot. we. I cannot top that story. You win that competition for a story about Lord of the Rings experiences. Yay, murder, I win. <laughs> Let's start our true crime uh, podcast and investigate right that. Now. Do it. Um, wowee, I don't even know how to transition from that. <laughs> so, yes, I remember seeing those movies in theaters. All that to say. Stuck with me. Maybe we should talk about what Gilmore Girls characters <laughs> yeah. think about these movies. I don't think should, there was any murders in Gilmore Girls, though. Should we talk about the episode that we're the reason we're starting this conversation on mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings? Then we'll get into the jillions of Lord of the Rings references. Yes. Okay, so the reason we're talking about Lord of the Rings today is because of Gilmore Girls 422, Raincoats and Recipes. Season finale. Yes. Fun fact, highest rated episode on IMDb. 9.3 out of 10. People love this episode. I mean, a lot had been happening leading up to it. So it kind of makes sense. People are like, we need to tune in for this finale. Yeah. Well, not like the highest rated people tuning in. Oh, People on IMDb have rated it the highest, given it oh. a 9.3 stars out of 10. I have no hmm. idea what the highest rated, like, airing Most of watched. Gilmore Girls was. That's a, bookmark that. We should look into that. I've never yeah. looked into that before. This came out May 18th, 2004. The IMDb plot summary. Using the Dragonfly's practice weekend, Lorelai gets her parents to admit they've separated. Meanwhile, Luke, doing everything by the book, quite literally, (laughs) feels like an idiot when it looks like Jason and Lorelai are still dating, prompting her to clarify the situation to both of them. Meanwhile, Rory takes a big step with her first love, and Lorelai reminds her he's married. (laughs) Oh, man. So if you had never seen this episode before, that last sentence, I feel like, really gives away what's going on with Rory. Like... The uh, the rest of it, you could kind of go like, ooh, what's going to happen? This one, like, oh, if she has to clarify he's married, then that probably means something happened. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Gilmore Girls, I just got thinking about this episode and how Gilmore Girls, their finales, their big events are just so different from other TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rory, the... If you're watching as a kid, the main character of the show, <laughs> you know, we've talked about we thought the show used to be, it was about Rory. Now we realize more as adults, ah, oh, this show's really about Lorelai. But Rory, the main character, sleeps with a married guy. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a very different, like, plot twist, especially when you look at the character of Rory throughout. And mm-hmm. so I was, I was watching Dawson's Creek recently. I've picked that back up. And they just have a lot of the normal tropes of like, oh, a teacher and a student have a little affair and one character goes for the their ex's best friend. Like just uh-huh. a lot of the really normal dramatic events that happen. But like Gilmore Girls just 
does things differently. Like they just, they don't take on all the like regular tropes. And I True. appreciate that. And I remember reading in an interview or listening to an interview with Amy Sherman Palladino once and her saying she knew that when Rory and Dean slept together, she didn't want them to be together. So it was like mm-hmm. a, for whatever reason, that was a conflict she had decided in her mind. She wanted figured out. And I don't know if she always knew that Dean was going to be married, but that is something they work toward. And it just makes this episode such a, just an emotional roller coaster because mm-hmm. you get this huge high from Luke and Lorelai finally yes. kissing and like admitting they both have feelings for each other and you've literally just been swaying for us for four seasons and then mm-hmm. Lorelai comes home all excited to tell Rory about this new development and you're just like plummeted to the bottom yeah. of d- disappointment and seeing this just really uh, unhealthy expression of relationship where they've also kind of been pining for each other, but it's just so messed up and so unhealthy. And, you know, that is something, though, that ASP does multiple times because, like, in the season five finale, this time Lorelai and Rory are friends – or season six finale. Wait, Mm -hmm. five or six Rory and Lorelai make up. Oh, five. well, it's in the middle of season six when, are you talking about when Rory and Lorelai make up after yeah, they Yeah, and then apart, April. And then April comes in the same episode. Yeah, was that was not just a finale? That. It's in the middle of the season six. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah. in the, the middle of the season, but it's still like that real, that big high of mm-hmm. Lore, Lorelai and Rory are friends again, but then Luke is April's father and he lies he's about not it. telling her. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, we love Gilmore Girls. Weird. We do. It's an emotional journey. It is. But in this particular episode, thankfully, this finale <laughs> had a Lord of the Rings reference and a pretty good one, I'd say. So Lorelai uh-huh. is talking to Rory, thinking maybe she and Luke are dating, maybe not. And uh, this is how they talk about it. Well, what else happened? Nothing. We spent the evening together. We danced. He walked me home. And then he asked me to a movie. All of these things individually do not add up to dating. But together, I don't know. And there was this moment when he walked me home where I thought, I don't know. Did you say yes? When? To the movie. Did you say yes? Yes. That sounds like dating to me. But maybe he didn't mean it as a date thing. Maybe he just needs to get out of the house. And since I'm currently one of the women sitting home thinking if I could only find a man like Aragorn, he picked me. I love that because... I'm sorry, what woman in who watched Lord of the Rings didn't think, if only I could find a man like Aragorn? Like, well, that's spot on. <laughs> I think we discussed you and I are more Legolas gals ourselves. That's, yeah, you know, I think... Uh, I mean, Aragorn's great, I don't get me wrong. Back and forth. Oh. I could take either one. No, no. I am really? Orlando Bloom. Through mm. I mean, like, he was my first, re- like, major celebrity crush. Yeah, same. And I touched on collecting the idea of that earlier. Yeah. Just, like, anything with Orlando Bloom on it, like, was a thing that I would consume at some point. <laughs> uh, also, I had Lord of the Rings trading cards. Hashtag awesome. nerd alert. They're still in some box somewhere. I, like, can't get rid of them. Haven't looked at them in years. But there's this part of me that's like, I don't want to get rid of them. They just have this, like... I think I might have had some, but I don't... <laughs> 
I'm not 100% sure, so I feel like if I saw them, I would know. Yeah. Um, well, you could buy them at Target, which is what I did, and they had uh, just every character you could think of. And I think I was very pleased as Punch when I finally got a Legolas card, also an Eowyn card. We'll talk more about her. <laughs> but they also, like, you could get random orcs, you know? Like, I don't I think really I, want I totally had these. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I Great. had these. This is why we're friends. <laughs> Lord of the Rings trading oh. cards. Great. You yep. can buy them for $149 on eBay. <gasps> Maybe Taylor, yours might be worth these. something. This is amazing. $525 on eBay? Am I secretly a millionaire and I don't know this? I think that... Oh, yeah. Okay. I just looked up the Legolas one. Yep. I had that one. I feel like mine got worn on the corners because I just, like, held it and loved it, which is really embarrassing, but (laughs) here we are. Uh, It's time to get real. So I totally understand. Waiting for your Aragorn, he's great. That said, Legolas was my guy, and I was always more of an Eowyn gal than an Arwen gal. And it drove me nuts that he picked the super boring Arwen. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Are we not friends anymore? Oh, my gosh. Eowyn was the best. She was so, such a boss. Killed the Witch King of Angmar. Was also a human. So then it doesn't create this awkward scenario. Wow, way to be racist. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Also a human. So someone doesn't live forever without the other person. And Arwen is so boring. Arwen is not boring. She's wise. She's a friggin' elf she has. She's a great, she's a faster rider than Aragorn, so she keeps him on his toes. Whereas Eowyn, yeah, she killed the guy, but, like, Aragorn, like, killed a bunch of people before that. And also, Arwen has visions and powers, healing abilities. I would want a chick with healing abilities. I mean, that's nice. I'm not, like, saying that's wrong. I just think her personality is really boring. Really? Yeah. I don't think that. Okay, now I do have to, I have to admit something, because I, Eowyn, I remember, oh, you know what? I, see, I'm just having all these memories. I remember seeing the third Lord of the Rings with friends in theaters, and when Aragorn <laughs> shut down Eowyn and rejected her, a friend of mine Ouch. stood up and clapped. What? <laughs> yes. That just like and, breaks my heart every time. And I was right there with her. I was like, no, like, but here's the thing is I was letting the patriarchy affect my thinking and I was being a little sexist myself in that I was like so angry, like she was infringing on Arwen's territory and like. What a terrible woman. When really she was just going after a guy that she liked. Like that's And also a- Aragorn definitely led her to believe that Arwen yes. was out of the picture. Like yes. he definitely led her to believe that the woman he loved was no longer an option. So if I yeah. were her, I'd be like, Yes, I'm going yeah. for this. And you're right. And like Eowyn was so strong, she went to battle. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. But the little, you know, Little kid who hadn't learned to be a feminist quite yet thought that she was a terrible human being. So I admit I was wrong. 
but I still like Arwen with him. Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I just think the I am no man moment is just, like, it was a, I don't know if I can say it was a pivotal moment for me, but it was a big moment for me in movies. Like, there's just something about that moment to me that just speaks to me on such mm. a level and feels formative to my youth. Having a character like her to just really, you know, I know it's a fictional world, but shatter some glass ceilings. Yeah. And you know what? Again, I, and I think this was more said to me. And so I, I accepted that that was truth. It was said to me by other people around me like, oh, wow, way to just say I'm not a dude, I'm a chick and like what that didn't really give her any ability and so I was just like oh yeah that was dumb which is really sad because <laughs> that could have been like for you like a powerful moment but instead like just kind of people around me were saying no that was that was a dumb like movie gimmick it so yeah like, a prophecy. also that's <laughs> in the book so it's not like they just oh I had... thought it wasn't I thought it was that Mary had a magic sword that he used that's what mm, someone told me. No, I'm pretty sure she kills him in the book. So I don't think that's an addition for the movie. Hmm. So there is a slight language change from the book, but that's true for the all of the movies where they mm -hmm. slightly change the language so it's a little more accessible. He says, hinder me, thou fool. No living man may hinder me. And she says, but no living man am I. You look upon a woman, Eowyn I am. And oh, so it was from the book. Yes, Eowyn and Mary, which in the movie, both Eowyn and Mary in, are involved in his death. Mm -hmm. And it, that is also true in the book. Okay. Well, see, that's that's great. Yeah, that makes me it's great. Mm-hmm. You fool. No man can kill me. Die now. Okay, so we have already gotten in the weeds just because we love Lord of the Rings and can't stop talking about love triangles and the Witch King of Angmar. <laughs> Hashtag nerd <laughs> alert. But for those of you who somehow are not familiar with Lord of the Rings, here is just the quickest summary of Lord of the Rings. Slash the movies, a little overview of them. Okay, so in the Lord of the Rings, we got your hobbits. Frodo, Sam, Mary, Pippin. They go on a journey with an elf Legolas, a dwarf Gimli, two men, Aragorn and Boromir, and a wizard, Gandalf. They go, they basically are trying to destroy a ring that represents all evil, and there's a guy called Sauron who made this ring, and if he gets reunited with his ring then he will basically take over all of Middle-earth and it'll be bad news bears. And Kyla has a ring <laughs> that she is holding up right now. Is uh, you can't see me now. Oh I'm no, she put it, it on and she's invisible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Among other things, the ring turns you invisible. Long story short, they get separated on their journeys. They take different paths to Mordor. 
where the ring needs to be destroyed. And oh, what else? Any other major highlights we should mention? Uh, there's a dude, Smeagol. He used to have the ring. It turned him into a gross creature. He's helping Gollum. Frodo and Sam, but maybe not helping them. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of huge battles, epic battles, where yeah. undead people, Gandalf, different people save each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the end, the ring does get destroyed, and Gollum slash Smeagol goes down into the fiery pit with him. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Arwen and Aragorn end up together. <laughs> they sure do, and rule the kingdom of Gondor. Mm-hmm. These films were based off of the books by J.R.R. Tolkien. These books came out in the 1950s. The movies came out in the early 2000s, 2001 to 2003. <sighs> you might know some of these names, you might not. There are a lot of people in these movies. I promise you these are the only most important cast members. But if I forgot, somebody holler. You've got Sean Astin, Sean Bean, Kate Blanchett, Orlando Bloom, Billy Boyd, Bernard Hill, Ian Holm, Christopher Lee, Ian McKellen, Dominic Monaghan, Viggo Mortensen, John Noble, Miranda Otto, John Rhys-Davies, Andy Serkis, Liv Tyler, Carl Urban, Hugo Weaving, David Winham, and Elijah Wood. <sighs> these movies won 17 Oscars. 11 of those for Return of the King, which ties it with Titanic and Ben-Hur for the most Oscars Mm. won by a single film. I have distinct memories of staying up late to watch Lord of the Rings sweep this award show. This is where my love Mm. for the Oscars began. (laughs) I remember like pleading with my dad, please let me stay up and watch Lord of the Rings win. He's like, you know they're going to win. Please. He did. Stayed up. I've loved the Oscars ever since. Hmm. Notably, all three movies were nominated for Best Picture. The last one won. And all three of them were in the top ten box office when they came out. So they were critical and commercial hits. And I believe, unless you count The Shape of Water, I don't think you do, Lord of the Rings is the only fantasy movie to win Best Picture. I could not confirm or deny that. Yeah. I you could sort of fudge the shape of water, but I it's only partially fantasy. Yeah. So anyway. Yes. There we go. Huge hit. Well, should we dig into all the Gilmore Girls references to Lord of the Rings? Yes. Because Let there us are a begin. lot. Not quite as many as the Godfather. But it's definitely up there with Godfather and Casablanca. It might be as much. Well, and it might be equal to if you count all the references in the birthday party. I mean, most of them are just mentions (laughs) of it, but some of them are actual like references. Let's begin. Yeah. So instead of grouping them by chronological order in Gilmore Girls like we often do, we are going to be talking about these in thematic order because I think it'll just make our discussion easier. So should we kick it off with some more general references to Lord of the Rings? Let's do it. Are you sure? Yes. I'll just pay for these and then we can go. I thought maybe we can go see the Lord of the Rings again. Oh, okay. What? 
Nothing. Well, I thought you loved The Lord of the Rings. I do. You said you wanted to see it a hundred times. Yes, and apparently we're being very literal these days. So, uh, compromise. What? You go look at the astronomy section, we'll go see Lord of the Rings, and on the way home, we'll rent Autumn in New York and mock it for the rest of the afternoon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have you down right here. Mm. Cookie. Good. Hey, it's still early. Do you want to watch more of the extra supplementary stuff on the Lord of the Rings DVD? No, just the drawings and that fat guy talking. Oh, oh, and the part where Gimli the dwarf is riding his horse, and then Legolas grabs the front straps and swings himself up on top of it? Dude, dude, that was awesome! <laughs> okay, we've got costumes, we've got cutouts, we've got rings, ladies and gentlemen, we've got fairy necklaces, we've got tree heads, I'm picking up table decorations tomorrow. Oh, do you need me to order a Lord of the Rings cake? The cake is under control. Okay. Does it seem like Frodo is on every frickin' channel to you, or is it just me? And that you had a disturbing obsession with Lord of the Rings, that you did a terrible Smeagol impression. It was not terrible. It was pretty damn good. There were hand gestures. <laughs> I know, I remember. I remember <laughs> it all really well. So, first thing to note from that, Dean is a Lord of the Rings fanatic. Yep. Which is pretty consistent <laughs> with where teenagers, especially teenage boys, were in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Rory says uh, she didn't know that they were going to be literally seeing it a hundred times. But, you know, <laughs> she watches movies over and over again. So I think that she didn't actually like Lord of the Rings that much because she seems perfectly willing to watch movies over and over again with Lorelai. <laughs> so. Speaking of teenage boys who love Lord of the Rings, I also love when the Kyle guy at the, his house party, you know, the guy who's real worried about coasters. Yes. But also plays squints in the sandlot. He's just talking about how great it is that Gimli the dwarf is riding the horse and then Legolas grabs the front <laughs> and jumps on. And I have to be honest, I have the same level of enthusiasm whenever I see that moment. <laughs> like, it is the coolest. Okay, but like... Wow, we're going to have some disagreements on Lord of the Rings, it turns out, because that moment looks way too CGI. I mean, it is CGI, but, like, Legolas's body is way too fluid in that moment, and it bugs me. Okay, Legolas on the shield as a skateboard. How do you feel about that? I feel good about it. Okay, that moment is so satisfying. <laughs> yes, all the Legolas stunts here for it. <laughs> also, fun fact that our listener Kayla pointed out, Dean gets the first and last references to Lord of the Rings on mm. Gilmore Girls. He first mentions it in 2.15 and then ends in winter when they're talking about his Smeagol impression. Nice. I, yeah, I loved how they brought it back like they remembered that. This is yeah. not just a sign of the time. This was Dean's character. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, also, supplementary stuff, Lord of the Rings DVD. What other movie can you think of that people actually discussed the behind-the-scenes <laughs> footage? Because, oh, I watched the supplementary. I watched sure the behind-the-scenes on Lord of the Rings. Oh, yep. the miniatures ate it up. It yep, was like, I watched it too. how many hours was that? I do not know. And I didn't even have the extended editions. Mm, okay. I did not see the extended versions till I was in college. So I have not watched the supplementary on that because I suspect there's more, but I definitely did watch whatever was on the theatrical version DVDs. 
Gotcha. Yeah, we had the extended growing up, so now watching the <laughs> theatrical version is so weird to me. I don't like it. So, but yeah, we watched supplementary stuff, talked about it, but like Lord of the Rings is definitely unique in that. Yeah. Also, there's a visual reference to Lord of the Rings in Wedding Bell Blues. Do you want to explain that? Yeah. Okay. So that is when Emily and Richard are renewing their vows. And every time I watch that episode and I see how Emily has her hair with the strands in front of her hair and then like half pulled up, she looks like an elf to me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like just, it reminds me of, I know that's not purposeful on Amy Sherman-Caladino's part, but it just, she looks like an elf to me. Okay. (laughs) I can see her with the grace and elegance of a Middle Earth elf. So you admit that elves are grace and elegant, graceful and elegant. I never said otherwise. I'm just a positive for Arwen. I have never said otherwise. You can be graceful and elegant and real boring. <laughs> True. Yeah. I personally love that whenever I go to hotel, Lord of the Rings is playing. <laughs> Frodo is on every freaking channel. Lorelai's correct. <laughs> yeah. It is not hard to find them, and now it is also not hard to find the Hobbit movies on TV. Mm. I feel like those are on a lot, too. I actually, yeah, you know, I haven't, maybe I just haven't been in the hotel in a while. Haven't seen the Hobbit. Also, I clearly don't have cable, so, because I mentioned hotels the only way I watch (laughs) TV. Uh. Have you ever had a Lord of the Rings birthday party? No, I have not. I am pretty impressed with the level of effort that Lorelai puts into this Lord of the Rings yes. birthday party with the elf ears, with um, cameo from young Victoria Justice playing one of the birthday party goers. Oh, who's that? She was on Nickelodeon for a while. She was in Zoe 101. She had, I think, her own show, Victorious, for a while. Hmm. She's very young at this birthday party. There are swords, there are costumes, they watch one of the movies, they have cutouts of the characters. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, I mean, it's very much like this show and Lorelai herself to go so above and beyond. Like, how much did that mom pay Lorelai to put on this party? I don't know, but I hope it was a pretty penny. She earned it. Yeah. I mean, and they had how many kitchen staff with them? Yes. That was the, like, odd thing to me, but especially since they should have been making much simpler food. Yeah. (sighs) Suki, she's trying. Yeah, she learned. Yeah. Next up, let's talk about some references to Lord of the Rings creatures. But if you can't get a hold of him, it might be safer to plan on staying at Mom's. I mean, if you run out of gas, you're stuck and at the mercy of the orcs. Mom, hail my daughter Lorelai. Hmm. Hi. Hello. What happened to Fola? Oh, it's that annoying little stick. She drove me crazy. Hmm, you loved her. There was something wrong with her. So flighty, so skinny. She made no noise when she walked, so you couldn't hear her coming. I felt like I was being stalked by an elf. The orcs reference is so weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, it feels very random. Like, she could have said anyone, you know, but she mm-hmm. chose orcs. Well, let's remember this is Lorelai being afraid about Rory spending alone time with Jess. Mm -hmm. So maybe in her mind, 
that's the level of danger Rory is in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, saying that, well, I guess if there are orcs out there, then it's better for you to stay with Jess. But <laughs> if there if there weren't orcs out there, then uh, Jess would be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And also, do we think Emily is specifically referencing being stalked by a Middle-earth elf? Do we think Emily is into Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I I don't think that Emily would be familiar, but maybe she'd heard it from Mikkel or another <laughs> young person at a, I don't know, at a party. Because, you know, sometimes it's funny to me when people who are Rory's age hop on the show, mm-hmm. like those twins who came and sought her out at Yale, who were so, like, into the prim and proper Emily mm-hmm. world so she could have spoken with one of them and learned about elves. But, I mean, definitely, Legolas was very light on his feet. Yes. Arwen also light on her feet. Another point in her favor. I'll give her that. <laughs> she was also, all elves were pretty skinny in this universe. I guess when you're immortal, you can hopefully eat whatever you want and your body just deals with it. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. There are definitely no out-of-shape elves that we see. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just, like, get bored of the food. Like, it's just not as a, interesting to them anymore, so they just don't eat as much. They just eat Limbus bread the whole time. I guess, yeah. And it, I think Legolas makes a comment about how it, mm-hmm. you know, makes you full. One bite one can bite. fill the, the <laughs> stomach of a man. Yeah. So I guess you would be in pretty good shape if you're only eating Limbus bread. Yeah. Uh, you know, food is definitely a big part of Lord of the Rings and uh, people who reference it. Because here's another uh, food one. Dude, is any of those lemon poppies here? Well, can't you just update it a little? Sure, man. Just tell me what the hell it means. It's like in Latin or something. I thought that was going to be coffee, too. Dude, can you chill out about your freaking 11 C's till we get this song straightened out? I'm hypoglycemic. If I don't get something in my system, I'm going to crash. Well, I better get in the kitchen. All right. Because it's coming up on 11 C's and the hobbits are hungry, right? Right! Yeah, I think we got to play the 11 C's clip dinner supper. He knows about them, right? <laughs> Let's play it. What about second breakfast? Don't think he knows about second breakfast, Pip. What about elevensies? Luncheon, afternoon tea, dinner, supper. He knows about them, doesn't he? Uh, Mary and Pippin are mm-hmm. my OCP. Together, yeah. they are just the best of besties. And I think Eowyn and Mary are my two favorite characters in the whole shebang. Wow. I mean, Pippin's lovely also, except that he's kind of the worst. He... Like, yeah. fool of a tick. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Why don't you throw yourself in next time and rid us of your stupidity? Yes. Oh my gosh. Can we just quote Lord of the Rings this whole episode? Um, uh, fun <laughs> fact I can about quote The Fellowship of the Ring in its entirety. Better or worse than you can quote The Italian Jab? Because, oh, fun yeah. fact, Kyla can basically quote all of the 2003 <laughs> Italian job with Mark Wahlberg. I didn't even know that I could do that until we watched it together. Yeah, I know. And I did it. 
Yeah, you know, hard to say because I didn't know that I could quote the Italian job. And so it's not something that I just like quote offhand. Here's a funny, funny story about quoting Lord of the Rings. One time my dad and I were waiting in the hospital for my mom to get a procedure. It was um, just a biopsy. It was not a crazy huge deal. But anyway, so we were waiting and my dad spotted a guy next to us with a Lord of the Rings tattoo. And my dad and I can get going on Lord of the Rings quotes just (laughs) one after the other. And anytime we watch Lord of the Rings, we'll send each other like videos of certain parts like, we always send the clip of Elrond saying, our list of allies grows thin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my, my dad's ringtone for me is me quoting Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh, I love this. Super nerd alert. Yeah. But we just got going on all the jokes we wanted to say to this guy, and then we didn't get the courage to do it. But we came up with a bunch, and it was fun. Well, speaking of tattoos, fun fact I'm going to throw in here. Did you know that eight of the nine members of the Fellowship have matching tattoos? I did. I saw that in a video, but I'd forgotten. What did they Mm -hmm. get? They got the word nine written in Elvish to commemorate Mm. their time. Apparently, John Rhys Davies, a.k.a. Gimli, did not get a tattoo. Mm. This article I read did not clarify why. But Sean Astin and Billy Boyd, a.k.a. Sam and Pippin, decided to get theirs on their ankles in honor of the many hours they spent having their hobbit feet makeup applied. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So do you eat 11sies? Because I kind of feel like since working from home, I do kind of eat 11sies. Yeah, I guess I don't. You know, although I am very much a meal person, I don't like snacking. I like having my three meals. And Mm. then if I get hungry, I like to take the amount that I want eat it and be done. Like I, I'm not like a snacker. So I could see myself saying, oh yeah, I'm having 11 because my, <laughs> you know, bowl of popcorn and that's it. Well, that is another way you and I are different. Your girl loves to snack. I mean, I try to be intentional and not over snack, but I realized as we prepped for this episode, I rewatched all of the extended Lord of the Rings and I realized I could really be a hobbit. Like, if there were <laughs> any any place in Middle Earth for me, it's the Shire. Like, I want to eat snacks all the time. I kind of just want to, like, hang out with my friends in a garden and watch <laughs> fireworks. Mm-hmm. I don't need to rule a kingdom or be the wisest elf in all the land. I kind of just want to hang out with my pals and... Not smoke my pipe. I'm not really into that. But the, you know, social equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Go get a cup of coffee. That kind of thing. Yeah. Hang dance out on the, the table dragon. with your mug of coffee. Yes. Exactly. Probably cold coffee would be a smart way to go if you're going to dance and sing. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would want to be a hobbit out of all the characters in this. You just mm-hmm. get to chill. Have a garden. You live in the ground with a cute round door. Yeah, I mean, they just, like, eat and drink, and they're all, like, there's no skinny hobbits, you know? You just <laughs> eat and enjoy your life. <laughs> Sounds great. And, you know, Mary and Pippin, okay, you mentioned their, like, relationship and loving that. I was watching the third Lord of the Rings just right before we were recording. I just kind of had it on, because I've obviously seen them a lot, but oh, yeah. I watched the other two, like, 
several weeks ago, but just kind of, anyway, so I was on the third one-ish. And the third movie, I used to cry every time for a long time. Like, after seeing it many times, I would still cry when Mary and Pippin were separated. Oh, that gets it reminded me every me, time. Okay, because Ooh. it reminded me of when my best friend moved to India when I was a kid. Mm. And then I cried when Sam, when Frodo told Sam to go away. Ugh, that hurts. was heartbreaking. And then I cried when Frodo got on the boat. Okay, that actually does make me cry every time. Like this I, time, for a while, I cried when, like I've seen these movies how many times? Mm-hmm. I always cry when Frodo gets on the boat. For a while, I wouldn't watch that part. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. So you only got to, to the first fake ending? <laughs> no, I got to the, yeah, all, all, I watched like three of the of the endings. Yeah. But today, though, when I was watching it, I cried when Pippin found Mary in the battlefield and Mary said to him, I knew you'd come find me. Oh. Like, just, uh, uh, BFFs. Yeah. Just imagine so them good. the rest of their lives eating Elevensies together. Yeah. I hope that they, like, married sisters or, like, two best <laughs> friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't get me started now. I want to daydream about their happily ever after in the Shire. Uh, however, I will in the meantime just enjoy that basically now that I work from home, I do eat all of these Hobbit meals. Like, the Hobbit eating schedule has basically become my eating schedule. 11 o'clock? Mm, time for 11sies. Time for a snack. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. did you love Lord of the Rings enough that you ever named a pet after it? Well, I've never had a pet, so no. Oh. Well, Did you? Uh, yes. You did? We got a cat and named him Frodo. <gasps> I didn't know that. How fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not alone in this because Jess's dad's... Girlfriend? Wife? Girlfriend? Sasha? Part- love? Love interest, Sasha. Um, she did. Jess, Mario. Frodo, back off now. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I just want to see Jimmy, okay? Hey, did you ever see The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Remember when they go to the Emerald City and they ring the bell and the guy with the beard stuck his head out and they said that they wanted to see the wizard and he said no. And they said she's got the ruby slippers and he said, well, that's a horse of a different color. Come on in. Yes. Well, I'm the guy with the beard and I'm saying the no unless you can come up with the ruby slippers. I'm his son. His son. Yes, his son. Well, that's a horse of a different color. Come on in. Do they bite? Just those two. Which two? Hey. Which two? Great. I swear I will bite you back. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were coming. Neither did I. I'm Sasha. This is Angus, Chowder, Rufus, Legolas, Caligula, Mudball, General Lee, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and Spot. Jimmy's not here right now. They have two pets named after Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Which, considering the list of all these names, <laughs> I don't know what my favorite names are. I mean, obviously Legolas and Frodo are great, but they also have Caligula, Mudball, General Lee. Jimmy Jam! <laughs> Terry, is it Terry? Like, is she saying Terry Lewis as one dog, or is that two dogs, Terry and Lewis? Uh, hard to say. I know. 
So, I mean, if you're going to have that many pets. Yeah, sure, name them all that. But I will tell you, we already had a dog. His name was Benny, so that was covered. <laughs> then we got a cat, and we named him Frodo. Oh, my gosh. And then we got another dog named him Pippin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all these memories. That okay. dog was like while I was in college, so I, I okay. wasn't bonded with him. Was Frodo the cat like early Frodo when he's all cute and excited about fireworks? Or was it like late Frodo when he's like about ready to push Sam over the edge of a cliff? Um, I do not remember when exactly we got Frodo. But we'll say he was cute Frodo. He was a little black cat. Okay. And we were pretty calm in my household. And so we didn't really like play with him and make him rambunctious. So he would just like... He would lie. My dad would use him as a Halloween costume because (laughs) one year Frodo would just like lie on his back, not a care in the world, and just go limp. And so my dad um, is like six foot and so big arms. And so Frodo would, he would stretch out on my dad's arm. And when trick-or-treaters came, my dad held him out and said, hey, you want to pet my dead cat? (laughs) That has nothing to do with Frodo the character, but Frodo the cat. Well, Frodo the character does go limp after an experience with Shelob the spider. So we can make this relate. And when the great eye sees him up on Mountain Doom and he just like flops over. Yeah, he does do a lot of Uh, slow-mo flopping in this series. Yeah. Yeah. It's who he is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well... Perhaps not as flopping, but should we talk about some other falls in this? Oh, in this? Yes. <laughs> my favorite Lord of the Rings, my favorite reference in Gilmore Girls to Lord of the Rings. Yes, right we here. talked about this one uh, when we talked about this episode not long ago, <laughs> but let's play that clip again. What's your problem? I'll tell you my problem, Andre. Last time you sat on our couch, your mesomorphic frame carved a four-foot crater in it. I felt like I was sitting in a bucket. You're so full of it, Paris. Kids were skateboarding up and down it. Gandalf the Grey is still falling down it. It was a big hole. We've discussed how Paris is a rude person and is (laughs) not being kind. But if you're going to not be kind, like at least she's being witty about it, don't quote me on that. Don't be mean. (laughs) I'm not saying you should be mean. But in terms of a TV show enjoyment factor, please be worried oh, yes. about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Bridge of Casa Doom going up against that Balrog from Mordor. Mm-hmm. Side note: How do you feel about they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard video? They're taking the Hobbits to Isengard, to Isengard, to Isengard. Got, 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 got. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. so you love it. <laughs> I have a friend, a very dear friend. Let's call who, him Philip. <laughs> yes, I have a friend. Let's call her Philip. She <laughs> loves Tolkien. Like, she is a an amateur Tolkien scholar. I don't think, I don't mean amateur in a bad way. I mean just like amateur I, yeah. in, as in she's not being paid for it. In college, she did do a month-long study program at Oxford in the UK. And hmm. she studied Tolkien the whole time. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally up her alley. Loves her Tolkien. And she hates that video. And so back in the day when you wouldn't get previews on your iPhone of a link someone sent you, I would sometimes just send her (laughs) 
that YouTube link. But I would send her all sorts of stuff all the time. So she wouldn't know what she was clicking on. And sometimes I would just send that to her just as, just to drive her nuts. Oh, that's amazing. You know, I have a similar experience, similar situation with my sister in Lord of the Rings. She cannot stand Smeagol. She can watch the movies just fine, but if you even hint at trying to impersonate Smeagol, she gets so angry, like, (laughs) real angry. And so I've sent her videos before of, like, you know, being at Barnes & Noble, a little pop figurine of Smeagol and being like, my precious. And she got really mad at me. And so I never do it, but I should do it again soon. (laughs) So she would hate spending time with Dean. Yes, yes, that that relationship would not have worked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, another reference to Lord of the Rings that if you're not familiar with Lord of the Rings, you may be a little confused by it. It's beginning its descent. It's commencing its approach. It's lowering the landing gear. It signaled the ground crew. They're flipping their flashlight thingies. Would you shove that in the kid's mouth? Oh, look, it's Bilbo Baloney Puss just in from the Shire. Just hurry up and order. That is not the official Tolkien name. You want to... Clarify, that's Bilbo Baggins of Bag End in the Shire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do appreciate the level of silliness in the incorrectness of the name. Because we know Lorelai knows his correct mm-hmm. last name. They, she's already talked about how she watches the supplementary stuff on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think, though, that she's referencing Lord of the Rings Bilbo or Hobbit Bilbo? <laughs> Because well, he was pretty, he was pretty angry in The Hobbit. I'm gonna guess it's Lord of the Rings creepy Bilbo when he doesn't want to give up the ring. Mm. I mean, baloney puss. The puss just implies that he's cranky, right? Yeah. Like that moment in the Fellowship when he goes all evil for a second still scares me to this day. <laughs> I don't believe you wanted a portrait of Dad so massive it doesn't fit on the wall. Well, I did. A portrait so big, Peter Jackson could hang it at the Argonaut. Yes, he could. You don't know what the Argonaut is. Doesn't matter. It's a nice picture of Grandpa. Mom, do it over. Get what you want. You have the money. This is what I want. I swear it can't be. Why not? Because look at it. It's nuts. Wizard, you shall not pass. Seriously. Fine. I made a mistake. Are you happy? So those are the Pillars of Kings, the bookends that I had growing up. And, but he could hang it at the Ark. What does she mean by at? Like, is that, where would she, would she have hung it on them? Or is she <laughs> Maybe saying, from oh, that. to the other. <laughs> or that it was big enough to fit yeah. in with these giant people. Yeah. I think so. So it could have been one of them. Can you see? Richard Gilmore, can you see Mm -hmm. him as a statue with his hand out like that? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do think he has the regal elegance to fit in with that Mm. those statues. That is the only thing I have had to look up for this episode. I did not realize those were called the Argonath. Um, admittedly, I didn't either. But now we know. Uh, However, we do know, Wizard, you shall not pass. Also, from (laughs) Gandalf the Grey falling down it. Yeah, which, like, again, she sticks with that theme, which is Mm -hmm. funny to me. Mm -hmm. Who shall not pass? (laughs) How many bumper stickers have you seen of that quote? 
None. I didn't know that was a thing. Really? Or maybe I've forgotten it. I don't feel like yeah. bumper stickers are as trendy as they used to be. Yeah, they're definitely not. You're right. But I have seen many of those. Interesting. I don't know why. I think I was thinking of this because of election season. I don't think bumper stickers are a thing like they mm. used to be. It used to yeah, be a that's true. big deal to stick your preferred candidate on your car. Now it's like, are you kidding me? In a year that they might not have won and then you're stuck with that bumper sticker. I know. And I might have to sell this car someday and I don't want to sell it with a dumb sticker yeah. spot on it. Especially when people put the stickers on during the primary. Yeah. So, in this particular episode, the episode we started with, 422, talking about Aragorn as a desirable mate, and that's definitely a theme in another reference. We sincerely apologize, and we will now leave you to finish putting up your poster of this really old guy. Professor Asher Fleming. What, they were out of Orlando Bloom? Want to make it clear, I am picking Orlando Bloom over Asher Fleming. <laughs> old dead guy. It's really old guy. <laughs> I just yeah. can't make it clear enough. Orlando Bloom. I will never not love him. I watched a movie earlier this year that he was in. He was not in it enough. The movie was just okay. Called The Outpost. I thought it was okay, but he... Spoiler alert. He dies kind of like in the first third of the movie. And I was like, well, um, I'm out. Why am I watching this? <laughs> no point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last two references. Should we talk about a few local hotspots, quite literally, <laughs> in the world of yes. Middle Earth? Let's do it. Oh, wow. Very prancing pony. This way, please. How's everyone else's eggs, huh? Great. That's, that's all I got, man. His eyes, red, like the fires of Mordor. Go, go. I'll see you later and keep low. So, do you think that the restaurant that Luke took Lorelai to on their first date was very Prancing Pony? Well, I I guess there's dark mahogany wood everywhere. But Mm -hmm. most of what I remember at the Prancing Pony is that iconic shot of Frodo falling and the ring going on his finger. (laughs) Although, something I was thinking about in this most recent rewatch, you could literally freeze any frame of these movies and it's beautiful enough to have a print on your wall. Mm. Now, I don't want an orc print on my wall, but like the coloring, the framing, just like mm-hmm. everything is beautiful and it is just, you could put it all over and it would be great. Yeah. So, in that sense, no, but... It, Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it's very Prancing Pony. Although it is a dining establishment. But Prancing Pony was more about beverages than food. True. It comes in pints? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting one. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's more like the Prancing Pony than Luke's is. Mm-hmm. There's... I mean, I just, like, I can't think of anything besides the dark wood design yeah. of the decorations that's relevant So, the aesthetic, movie. the look. <laughs> Go with Sure, that. why not? Last In Mordor, one. Mordor, 
Yeah, Red man. like the fires of Mordor. Scary. I do not want to see Luke when his eyes are red like the fires of Mordor. No. Though I he do not think. that way, though, many times. <laughs> I can think of other times when Emily showed up. When Taylor Dozy did pretty much anything. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> though Luke is not nearly the threat Sauron is. I'm not saying we should go find his one ring to rule them all. Throw it in, I don't know, the creek where Jess gets pushed. I don't know. Yeah, what would be Luke's one ring? I mean, Lorelai gives him a lot of power. Snapped him out of the... <laughs> The Anger. blue baseball hat? Ooh, there we go. <laughs> usually any environment he's in, if he that he can't wear the baseball cap, he's usually uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Give me the ring. No way. Five bucks. No. Just let me hold it. Forget it. Oh, come on. I promise I'll give him my back. My precious. I mean, Roger. You're crazy. What? You're the one with the pointy ears, my friend. Well, friends, we have made it through our epic journey. Ooh, we are through, at the as Mount many, Doom. <laughs> we've thrown the ring in the fire. It's true. The eagles are showing up, getting us out of here, flying us back to the Shire. And I think we've basically just learned overall the Gilmore Girls love lord of the rings i mean it was super popular at the time Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a contemporary pop culture reference we probably didn't need to do this episode for your understanding but gosh darn it if (laughs) you didn't make it understand from all of our tangents we love lord of the rings Mm -hmm. we this i'm like sad that we're done (laughs) i know and i feel like i've forgotten 16 important stories in my life about lord of the rings yeah. Like, as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to think about, like, oh, my gosh, this was so impactful to me. But we'll have to do a follow-up episode. For the better. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, Taylor, I guess there's just one thing to say. So, Taylor. So, Kyla. That's our show. That's our show. Oh, this was great. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, this was... <laughs> Yeah, so good. Such good music. <laughs> Rohan, great music. This was Gilmore Girls' season finale, but mm-hmm. it is not our season finale. No. There may be a day when we have a season four finale, but it is but not, this, not day. this day. <laughs> Today we record, we yes. publish. And we will be doing more episodes, and they gonna be... We'll just keep them a surprise. How about that? Yeah, they're going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. In like a really fun, we're doing what feels right. And in a way, I also have a low-key anxiety about prepping for these episodes because I don't know what to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very different than our normal prep process. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about it. But there is a little part of me that's like, I might actually have to sit down and figure this out. Can't go into autopilot. Either way, it's going to be a hoot and a holler, and <laughs> we hope that we won't be bot bug you with uh, our different way of doing things. I know. 
one last question for you, Kyla. Are you going to watch the Lord of the Rings Amazon series? I I need I feel like I need to watch a trailer. Because I have no idea what to expect. Well, I did a little research. They are keeping a lot of details under wraps. Hmm. So it is very difficult to find information about the show, which is intentional on Amazon's part. But I did find out that it will be taking place in the second age of Middle-earth. So this will not be a retelling of the movies, which took place in the third age and started the fourth age. Hashtag nerd alert. But apparently in this deal they have with the Tolkien estate, they cannot do anything that contradicts with what Tolkien has written. Oh, wow. But in the second age, there's not a lot. Like, it's pretty open in terms of what he's described has happened there. So they have a lot of wiggle room. Um, and apparently the Second Age, according to IndieWire, spans 3,441 years. Okay, so we've got a lot of episodes <laughs> coming our way. Yeah. It has already been promised, as part of this deal, they have to go five seasons. Whoa! And Amazon beat Netflix in a bidding war for $250 million just for the rights to produce the series. Wow. So, like, Jeff Bezos just opened up his wallet and was like... <laughs> he might have opened his personal bank account. I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, with all of the additional costs of, like, actually making the show and not just... Uh, <laughs> not just being allowed to make the show mm-hmm. between casting, producers, visual effects, they think the show's going to cost $1 billion. Which... This is potentially, like, I just remember wow. somebody saying it may be the most expensive piece of content ever created. I mean, I I don't know how we can 100% confirm that because, like, how you count numbers, mm-hmm. etc. Like, what you numbers. can. numbers. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, how you count what counts as part of that cost, I think definitely it you could fudge one way or the other. Yeah. But $1 billion, for comparison, the three movies had a $281 million budget and made almost $3 billion worldwide. Wow. Yeah. So this is already over three times more expensive than making the movies was. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, they know we love the story, so. I know. Hopefully we love the rest of the world they create. I feel like I'm going to check it out. We'll see if it's good. Yeah. I, I mean... I think that seeing how Star Wars movies have flopped might have scared them off a little bit from trying to do the same thing with Lord of the Rings. By flopped, do you mean like... They stopped making them. You know, they had plans for several more and then they just were like, never mind. But I think box office wise, they still did well. But I think people were frustrated is that what you mean by yeah. flop? Yeah, like the, the story frustration. was frustrating. Yeah, I know they made money, but I also just think that they had all these other plans and then just scrapped them because people were not responding to... Well, the Solo movie was... Okay, yeah, that one... It's not terrible, but it's not great. Right. I mean, I heard they... Right, like, they, the guy playing was bad. He they, was like, fine. Brought, just fine. 
He was fine. However, that also might relate to a bigger... This is so niche. A bigger Disney corporate strategy. Because I recently (laughs) read that Disney has said they're doing digital first. Like, streaming is their now main focus, Mm -hmm. not theatrical. Which some of that is probably COVID-related. Right. But they have publicly said, we are going to prioritize Disney Plus and streaming stuff over everything now. So, like, of course they're going all in on The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an enjoyable show. We've got a couple reviews to share. Oh, yes! Before we share a teaser for our next app. Mm -hmm. Mrs. J. Krause said, This podcast is superb and so fun. Short, sweet, and to the point, unlike J.R.R. Tolkien. (laughs) And then uh, I love the title of this next review. Better than the coffee at Luke's. Oh, my gosh. That's the highest praise. I know. So she says, this is such, I assume she, my bad. I mean, probably a she. But (laughs) (laughs) they say, if you've ever wondered what in the world Lorelai and Roy are talking about, this is the podcast for you. Kyla and Taylor, that's us, are so enthusiastic about each pop culture reference, and I learned so much each episode. Great work, ladies. Thank you so much. We're glad that we come across as enthusiastic as we feel. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's the theme of today's episode. Enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So until next time, y'all, here's a teaser for our next step. Check this out. Your student ID. I'm blinking and my head's in a funny place. No, it's not. I look like Keith Richards at Altamont. And check out the name. Ronnie Gilmore. Oops. Yeah, oops. I don't even exist. And how did they get Ronnie? That's not even remotely close to being short for any girl's name in the history of the entire planet. Well, Veronica, actually. Sorry.